five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Home Podcast, your premier source to do Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Light Force, back in the saddle, virtually as always, joined by Omni at Omni Strafe and Jordan at Sir Dr. JM. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello. Hey, Jordan, remember how last week we said, what are we going to talk about in this week's episode, like this current ones? We were so, you know, naive and young back then. We thought, okay, we'll just, I don't know, figure it out. I, I wish we... <laughs> I feel like we were living in blissful ignorance, thinking we'd have not much to talk about. Aren't we always? Is it uh, safe to say that the two of you are who cursed uh, the game that we uh, enjoy talking about? Always. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll obviously get into it. I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler alert at this point, but uh, as promises that were made about uh, Overwatch 2 before Overwatch 2 became Overwatch 2 are not going to be fulfilled. And arguably, Overwatch 2 is kind of more like Overwatch 1.5, right? Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I know there'll be some, oh, no, it's a different game. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a good time to put in that meme of the two astronauts on the moon with a gun pointing in his back. It's always been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get into it when we get into the, the fray. But uh, the two of you cursed Overwatch and, uh, you know, damn you both to... Uh, I don't know, Los Angeles uh, Valiant headquarters. To uh, to Volskaya Industries. There we go. <laughs> you guys get to go and hang out in Paris for the rest of your life. <laughs> Maybe Horizon every so often. Mix With it up. new gravity uh, modules. Yep. I, can't, I can't wait for a, a, some form of PVE to take us to Paris now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Well, I mean, it's it's possible that that might happen. We'll we'll explore, you know, what was shared and what it might mean, and you know, prognosticate as we we do best. But before we do that, both the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans, having had their bye week, uh, are now back in action. So they'll actually get to play this weekend. So we'll set those uh, four matches up. Uh, the week that was was kind of wacky. I'm not going to lie. Uh, some, <laughs> some interesting stuff took place. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that and uh, everything else that we obviously put into a regular show. I don't know if we'll get to the 90-minute mark like the two of you did last week without me. <laughs> Whoops. But uh, we'll see if we can get uh, somewhat close. But uh, to do that, we first have to uh, start pushing this payload. Moving the payload. Join me. I have a suggestion. I think every time you say start pushing this payload, Alex and I should start going, <laughs> like we're like we're beginning to push. How does that sound, okay. everyone? Ugh, man. I, if you think that's I a just, good idea, tweet at Ready Set Phone. I, I just want to paint a, an audio picture here. Um, yeah, Ready Set Poop. <laughs> you know, just saying. It's not that kind of show, Jordan. Right. I mean, I don't know what you do on One Man Watch Point, fine. but fine. Hey, it's just me. I can do whatever I want over there. Yeah, true. Hey, true that. Oh, man, I don't know if we should even set up the, the first uh, match of uh, the weekend for the Canadian teams, but uh, I think people tuned in to hear that, not what you just said. So getting things underway on Friday at uh, 1.30 p.m. Pacific is the Vancouver Titans against the London Spitfire. If you had asked me a few weeks back, I would have said this was an even matchup. Yet, as we stand today, 
I'm giving it the edge to the Titans. I think I'm with you. I agree. I agree. And I again, I think it was it's based on what we saw from the Titans, you know, against Boston specifically, and the two of you talked about that in, in quite a bit of detail. But London isn't looking as not dominant's not the right word. Strong. As as coordinated or as strong as they yeah. did, you know, in season pass. Um they they got lucky this week. Uh, in who's their win against? One of their matches. Who who did they win against? I see they have a one and three record right now. Uh, they were. Um, gosh, now I'm. That must have been week on. one. Hey, no, London. London beat uh, uh, Eternal. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, duh. Of course they did. Everyone does. Anyways. <laughs> And uh, the the fact remains, though, is that, uh, you know, everyone is supposed to be beating the Eternal right now. They're lucky that Avala wasn't playing because then maybe totally wouldn't have been that easy. Well, yeah, I mean, it's one of those teams that did not really improve, right, yeah. from last season. And while they were pretty good, like NA especially is like miles stronger now. Yeah, they're the other than Vegas, which of course was Paris, but other than them, they're the only team I think uh, in the Western side of, of things, at least, that did not make significant changes, if any. I think they added one or two. Um, I was Sky Ripper with them last season. Uh, no, he was with the Titans, so that's oh yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, so they added him, I believe, and I want to say there's one more player that they added, but their core is ultimately the same. And and yeah, I mean, like you say, Alex, you know, with a largely upgraded region, um, I think for the most part, all around, those two teams are left to struggle. So I got a three-one Vancouver. Me too. I could see that. Yep. Yep. I'll, I'll, I'll jump on board with that. You know, I, I, it's, it's a match where I, I want to say it would be three Oh, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not wanting to be overconfident. Yeah. I get it. So yeah. if Vancouver gets that win there, that has to put them into pretty good spot going into, you know, qualifiers for the, uh, the mid season madness tourney. Um, you know, right now the Vancouver Titans are two and two, that win guarantees 500, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, and right now, 500 would be would be sufficient, um, presuming other crazy stuff doesn't happen. That said, uh, a team who is currently on the outside looking in, one that I don't think anyone had actually predicted as being that way, is the Toronto Defiant. And uh, they get to take on the Los Angeles Valiant. And the match after the Vancouver Titans London Spitfire. So that would be at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, if uh, you happen to be listening on the West Coast. I got to I gotta believe Toronto wins this. Um, I know they haven't looked great, but it's the Valiant. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Who technically right now have a worse record than Vegas, but it's a little, it's it's lopsided because of games played. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree if Toronto loses to Valiant, if they give Valiant their first win, then something is not right. 
well, there's some that currently suggest something's not right uh, with with Toronto. I mean, True. let's face it, there was a lot of you know doom and gloom after two weekends passed. Very true. Very true. Also, and, this this valiant, uh, they had the three two against the mayhem, a loss, but yeah, and I, okay. Part of me wonders: Did the mayhem take valiant for granted? Mm. And you know, we've we've seen glimpses from the valiant in their matches where you know seeker starts popping off. Like the Vancouver Titans had a tough first map mm-hmm. against the the LA Valiant, then they buckled down and sorted stuff out. But if we compare Valiant and Eternal, yeah. to me, the Valiant is the better of those two teams. To your yes. point, Jordan, yeah. and I feel that you have to, you can't go into that Valiant match thinking walk over. Who else do we play? Yeah, yeah, they did that. I think against the NYXL, and that was a bloodbath, and it shouldn't have been. Yeah, um, I hope they learned their lesson and like stomp, but. Mm-hmm. You know they're 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 a bit in a slump because their last game was atrocious. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's still it has to be a win. I mean, if they don't win this, like just yeah, yeah. <laughs> blow it up, blow it up. No PV for uh, for the the defiant. <laughs> hey, you know I must share that it's telling they haven't insured the fingers of their Overwatch uh, League franchise, but they have insured <laughs> the fingers of their Call of Duty League franchise. I don't know if you saw the news, but uh, Bell has insured the fingers of the CDL players, the Ultra, for a million dollars. Well, how about the toes? Uh, well, they don't use their toes. Toes are less important. Toe, well, that's a yeah. shame. Like if they if they <laughs> fall back in their chair and break a you know toe, whack it on the a, table, no money. I don't remember if it was like StarCraft or something. Or yeah, I think so. There was a guy who just literally, you know, just. Starting to to uh, BM his opponent, he started like using his foot using during his foot. the match. Oh, amazing! We 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 digress. Um, <laughs> bring it back to uh, the Overwatch League action. Toronto, I say this is three zero. That's I know I'm, I know it's a risky pick, but I feel that Toronto has to make a statement. This is who they make the statement against. I mean, I'd love to see that, and I'd love to agree with it. But I think with the record they have right now, I don't want to say it's three two. I want to put it three one, but I'm I'm at three one myself. I mean, if you look at the standings right now, it is Valiant, Eternal, and then Toronto in our bottom three slots, and that's that's frightening. London is above Toronto, uh, only because of you know map wins, I think, but. Still, it's uh, it's not looking good, and I hate to be a doomer, but I might just go three two. Hmm. For the for Toronto, for Define, for Define, I still okay. think they'll they'll get the win if they were able to squeak it out in that New York match, which they had to fight tooth and nail. I think it'll be an easier match than that. Alex, I just said it. Uh, it's going to be three one, in my opinion, for the Define. Okay, so we're we're all saying a dub. It's just okay. the varying degrees of dubness that uh, is at play. Um, the match that I I honestly don't know what to to think of is the Toronto Uprising match on Saturday, six p.m. Eastern, three p.m. Pacific. Um, you have you have two teams that are dealing with troubles, different troubles altogether, 
but troubles. If you had told me that the Vancouver Titans would three overwatch the Boston uprising, I would have laughed. I honestly would have laughed. You could have told me three, one or three, two, and I could have, I could have enrolled quick, in the idea. Quick three. Oh yeah. Right. But to, to see that three overwatch and I'm not trying to, to knock the Titans in that regard. It's just the, the pedigree of the Boston uprising is such that I, I could not see that, that taking place. Granted, you know, personnel issues, uh, with, uh, uh, it's yeah, he with his lung. Uh, collapsed lung. Yeah. But he is at a hospital. I don't imagine he's going to be playing this weekend. He's back at their, uh, their facility. I don't know if he'll be playing, but they tweeted out that he's, he's recovered he, and he's back at their, he's at least been really, released from the hospital. I mean, yeah, no, that part I knew. <laughs> oh, okay. But, oh, but boy. as to game shape. If only yeah, they had another flex support who's good. Oh, wait, they have Twilight. Twy who? Just kidding. <laughs> Twy. Yeah. So I, I look at this and I, I, like, to me, Toronto's in this position where they they need to win. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they have to look at every game as being a, a playoff game right now. Mm-hmm. Boston, not yet in that position. I mean, they are in the driver's seat. The only loss that they currently have is the one that they got against the the Vancouver Titans. That's insane. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, if I, if I was forced to choose, I would three to Toronto, mm-hmm. but I'm not comfortable with that, that prediction. I have flashbacks from that, uh, week, two weeks ago where a lot came down to how Toronto performed against NYXL. So mm-hmm. if it's like a quick 3-0 against the Valiant, I'm I'm confident that Toronto will win this one. If they underperform, even if it's a 3-2, I'm worried. I'm worried as hell. Uh, right now I have it as a 3-2 against uh, Boston because I do think that Toronto should win um, rather easily against the Valiant, or so I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. And the Boston are dealing with their own, you know, issues. If were they coming into this week with a, that clean four zero, yeah, I would have given it to Boston. At this point, though, and with the other news we're going to talk about Boston uh, later, uh, I give the edge to Toronto with a three two. Honestly, I'm following my heart on it, and I'm doing the same three two for Toronto. My head is screaming. Boston's going to win that, which I hate. I, I don't want them to. And where with Valiant, I feel like I'm able to approach it a little more, a little more realistically and say, you know, probably 80 to 90% chance Toronto takes that match, even if it's close. You know, I want Toronto to win. And yes, I think they'll win with the Boston match. I want Toronto to win, but it's a lot more like a 60, 40, maybe, maybe even 50, 50, you know? If a, if a particular pillar or pole is in the right place and somebody can't shoot someone because of that, you know, it could come down to a coin flip. I mean, the, the talent is there for Boston. That's the scary part. Yeah, and it's true. I can't imagine them playing this badly twice in a row. If they lose twice in a row, ooh, it's going to be rough on their mental. And these two teams, Boston already we know about uh, the booming potential and all that. And then Toronto, we... You gotta say it, it. They're they're not looking good when they're not performing as you know as expected. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 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 boomer uh, booming bowl maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. I mean, Boston takes on Vegas to kick off the weekend. Yeah. All right. Oh, but, and so, but Toronto takes and, on Valiant. Toronto right? takes like, on Valiant. Right? No, I know. But like, if like to me, 
They if you had to prepare, is Boston going to prepare for Eternal over a Defiant? Like, again, if yeah, you choose that team. Probably not. But I don't feel the Defiant have the same ability to prepare for do that with yeah. Valiant. Like, they, they may not have to invest as much. Yeah. But. Well, and I, I don't remember if they talked about it on broadcast or if it was somewhere else that I heard it. But the the rumor is that. You know, a lot of the time teams in the Overwatch League don't want to scrim against the bottom teams because it's kind of a wash, right? It's just no a roll. Yeah, there's no real value in playing a team that you know you're going to beat unless you mm-hmm. want to test out a new strat or something like that or just troll them, right? But the rumor or what I heard was that teams are actually scrimming against Valiant because they are trying. They are actually putting up a decent fight. And I think it actually shows in their performance as well. I mean, you look at their 2-3 against Florida. Nobody has high expectations for them. You know, the players are probably realistic about understanding where they fit into the bigger picture, but they're trying and they're taking steps to improve. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas on the, you know, on the Paris side, I'm sure their players would like to feel that way, but it seems like, you know, the fates are being dealt against them when you look at things like their GM having to step in and play for a player. Yeah, their their biggest achievement was almost winning a map. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, fan predictions have it two thirds going to Boston. Oh, I forgot about that little feature. I mean, it doesn't necessarily guarantee anything, yeah. but I mean that's a good indication as to what the you know scene views as a superior mm-hmm. roster. Hey, uh, predictions, fan predictions for Boston versus Titans were at. Eighty-three oh. <laughs> percent. I, I, I'm, I, I'm not trying to suggest <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that that's an indicator of of the way things will go. But did you check the fan predictions on Vancouver against London? Yes, Vancouver mm-hmm. uh, quite by quite a margin. Seventy-seven yes. percent Vancouver. That's yeah. that's you know some confidence has been instilled clearly. Both, both team yeah. really both teams really don't want to lose this one. I bet, but. Ultimately, Boston has the better record right now. Three-one oh, totally. is not horrible. Uh, for for Toronto, this is desperation. It is. Um, Toronto needs to win every match for the rest of the stage. Realistically, if they want to look competitive and be competitive. Yeah. And then the last match uh, for at least the Canadian teams to wrap up uh, the weekend is the Vancouver Titans taking on the Los Angeles Gladiators, twelve noon Pacific on Sunday. Um, Vancouver is not going to win this match. I, I And I, <laughs> Papa Punk quite clearly said, oh, we're going to roll. Uh, he suggested that they're rolling London and Glads. Uh, I mean, hey, they, they did it to Boston, so who am I to suggest otherwise? <laughs> but the, the Gladiators are, well, more consistent is the better mm-hmm. way to say it. And... Uh, there's no there's no denying they have one of the all-stars in the league on their team at least one right if you look at uh kevster if you want to look at the tank role they have probably one of the top tanks on their team as well in terms of his versatility his experience um you know likely his leadership that he brings to the team so gladiators i think have the cards stacked in their favor um and they certainly haven't looked bad this season even though they are you know Sitting at an even record right now of two and two, which puts them squarely in the middle, um, <laughs> with the same record as Vancouver, actually. But I think it would be 
shocking to see the Gladiators lose this. I mean, it was shocking to see Boston lose against Vancouver. So (laughs) (laughs) who am I to say? Yeah, like they lost twice this season, but it was to uh, Atlanta and Mm -hmm. Houston. So... (laughs) Uh, mind you, it was a 3-0 in both situations. Um, but before I put like Boston a little bit below Gladiators, I'm hoping it's a competitive uh, uh, game. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a 3-0. Uh, if Dave Vancouver wins this one, man, then 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 we'll be uh, yeah, we'll be cooking. really talking uh, foolishness after this episode. <laughs> but but I I give it to uh, Gladiators 3-1 at this point. Me as well. And 3-1 for me. Woo! That's yeah. safe picks. Then it means that we're probably all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, hey, as you said, if the Vancouver Titans win this match next week, complete foolishness. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, I, you know, if you were to, again, look back to the preseason, I think at this stage we might have expected Toronto to be where the Titans were and the Titans to be where Toronto happens to be. Yeah. Um, obviously, we don't know anything about this game, this league, and the uh, ability to to pick winners, but again, lots of crazy be happening, so it Oof. makes it that much more complex. I I I'm I'm I want to do three two. <laughs> oh okay, I'm Fine. doing three two. I'm going. I'm going. Okay, three, two. I'm sticking with three one. Yeah, me as well. I'm sticking. Hey, we took off that Nepal village map from from uh, Atlanta Rain, so everything is possible. <laughs> Anything is possible. True. We won a map. We want we a, a, a sub map, even like I yeah. won't say the whole thing. Anywho, uh, we'll take ourselves a short break here uh, before we dive into the fray. Let's talk about the uh, week that was just going through the West first. Uh, the uh, London Spitfire uh, beat the Las Vegas Eternal in a match where Las Vegas uh, had some player personnel issues. Um, normally, we would continue and tell you the results, but might as well start with the one that went sideways right from the get-go. As we know, many teams have an announced roster of five players where the minimum is six. And we did get that conceded by Brian in one of our episodes that uh, teams can have a coach or another staff member sign that standard player contract and act as number six. Many teams have elected to go this path. One of those teams is the Las Vegas Eternal. So when one of their players is experiencing internet issues and cannot get connected, well, guess who's on the SPC? It is their general manager, Avala, who subbed in and uh, didn't do no bad. I no. mean, all no. things considered, she was getting picks. Yep, um, she did better than I would. That's for sure. Yeah, I play with you know, I, was, I play with controller. So come on. <laughs> and there were there were times where Vegas was taking advantage of mm-hmm. some odd decisions from from London. Mm-hmm. Again, three Overwatch was the score, but it wasn't indicative of actually. How much closer I mean, Avala, the match was at times. Avala got picks and and you know worked with the team well. It was it was I was impressed with her play to say the least. Yeah. 
I mean, can you imagine like stepping in at late notice into an Overwatch League match where she know, hadn't actually been playing the game for pros, a week as well? Yeah, where pros are like facing the red team is filled with pros, and they all know you're in there. You're a GM. You're not even a, a player, and you're in support. How horrifying is that? Mm-hmm. And how much like they were aiming to get to her, and yet she had you know she held her own and. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got some picks on a tracer as a cutie coy. It's not not even mm-hmm. like uh, okay, you just be Lucio or Mercy and live. It's a very difficult uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know assignment that she she received, and they almost got that um, King's Row map as well. Yeah. She she played well. They weren't they weren't lucky. It came close. They just it, they had more of Alas in that squad. Maybe they had uh, <laughs> had that map in the bag. I well, know. I mean, King's Row is also where Lucmino decided that. Um, uh, yeah. He's a DPS player. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. Uh, but if you're listening, you're like, well, why Why would this be allowed to happen? Well, the Vegas had actually asked for the match to be postponed, and the league had said no. And in a conversation that Sean Miller had had um, uh, with uh, Liz in regards to you know roster size, he had said it's not the league's decision uh, or really call to tell a team who their players should be just that they need six people signed to a contract. Mm -hmm. And I am quite happy that the league drew a a line in the sand, but you know, by extension, there are other teams right now who have five, like, let's say, you know, heaven forbid a Vancouver Titan were to fall quite ill. I mean, what we presume is Ascoft slides in as, is that, uh, that six, Um, you know, London, same situation um the souls same situation i mean the fact remains that i think it is advantageous to have that backup but hey teams do what the teams do i still think the league should force teams to disclose who their six is yeah it's bob from finance put bob from finance on their overwatch league roster i mean when this first happened i was i jumped in uh rsp cord which you can get to at discord.io slash ready set right correct mm-hmm. right? perfect um and uh and i was ready to flame the league and and i i flat out said maybe if the league actually enforced their rule about six players signed to the roster not just six random people then maybe we wouldn't see issues like this and then i i think it was you chris actually jumped in there with with liz's uh sort of conversation there and sean says yeah you have to have six on your roster but you know, it's up to the league to make that decision or to the organization itself to make that decision. And, you know, if that's the stance the league takes, then I guess it really does fall to the organization. So that's who you got to point the finger at. Um, I mean, a couple other teams in this boat, Dallas and Guangzhou to yeah. uh, what we thought. Well, one, what that we thought would be a very high performing team could easily find themselves in this situation. Right. Yeah. It's uh it's interesting to say the least, that's for sure. But I agree. Transparency in my mind is the key. I think it should be clear that, you know, if the league is going to allow organizations to do this, that it's on the organization. And then I think the organization should have to say who their listed players will be. Well, if you go, I mean, you go to the Overwatch League website and you look at rosters, there's not a sixth exactly. listed. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I feel like. You need to take that step further. Yeah. If it's Askoff for the Vancouver Titans, like, uh, put his name there. Yeah, I agree. Maybe GMs had the say in, in Overwatch 2 becoming 5v5 because they just couldn't, you know, 
get more players and they said like yeah let's let's make the game 5v5 <laughs> anywho moving on florida mayhem took on the los angeles valiant it was not three overwatch as i think everyone and their dog predicted i mean just looking at the the fan prediction here uh for this matchup 93.5 percent for for the mayhem and at one point la was up two to one in this match um Florida did come from behind and win it 3-2. My, oh, my, if LAV had actually won here, it would have, like, it would have, it would have, it would have shattered, you know, sort of the bottom group of, of teams, uh, throwing LAV in the mix. It, I mean, that match alone, despite winning, raises some serious questions as to the Florida ma'am. Now, Florida may have been looking at two teams inequally, uh, but, uh, but no, they did get the win, so credit to them. But LAV made it a whole lot of interesting. And then uh, to wrap up the day was the Atlanta Reign taking on the Houston Outlaws. And that match went 3-1 for Atlanta. And, I mean, Atlanta, good team. Houston, maybe not as good, but good nonetheless. Uh, Saturday, you had the Washington Justice 3 overwatch of San Francisco Shock. Oh. Um, another another one that everyone predicted Mm -hmm. well okay i had it three two for the justice Mm. i had the justice winning i think you're something special do you i didn't feel it was three overwatch (laughs) i mean something's not right with the shock i had it three one for shock i was shock remind me of uh of uh the season two titans when sigma was introduced you could feel like (laughs) the castle is crumbling somehow Bad vibes all around. But maybe. on paper, that that roster is better than that Titans roster. I mean, or are you talking about pre reckoning? No, pre when when oh, they had to bring in TZ instead of uh, Bumper. Oh, so you're talking like 2019? Mm-hmm. Yeah, season two. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I mean, it's it's just it's just bad all around. Like things are not going well there at all. Shocker kind of shades of Toronto right now, honestly. Like they, they're, you know, significantly higher in the rankings right now. They're sitting eighth with a record of two and two. Toronto's in 11th with one and three. But shock, many people had rated highly based on, you know, pre existing synergy, based on the fact that this, the core of this team dominated, uh, the, um, contender scene in Korea for at least a couple seasons. Um, and based on, you know, Krusty's history and the shock organization's, air quotes, system, right? Um, and a lot of the similar things were said about Toronto. You know, they were the American Tornado Corps. The the band was getting back together. Um, all this stuff. But on top of that, shock has your MVP and rookie of last year of the league. And suddenly, you know, all the pieces aren't quite fitting together. So, oh. Nurk Excelsior beat the Los Angeles Eternal 3 1. And the Atlanta Rain 3 overwatched the Los Angeles Valiant. Sunday, you had the Florida Man 3 1, the London Spitfire, the Houston Atlas 3 overwatch, the Washington Justice. And then the San Francisco Shock did get themselves a dub by the beating Toronto the Nurk Excelsior 3 2. Yeah, the Toronto Special. Oh, um, out east, you had the Hangzhou Spark beat the Seoul Dynasty 3-1. The Dallas Fuel beat the Shanghai Dragons 3-overwatch. Um, Seoul Dynasty lost to the Dallas Fuel 
and the uh, Soul Infernal beat the Guangzhou Charge 3-2. Soul Infernal beat the Hangzhou Spark 3 Overwatch, and then the Guangzhou Charge beat the Shanghai Giants 3-1. I can't predict the East because I haven't a clue what's going on. (laughs) I think the more, like, even if you start thinking about it, it becomes even more confusing. I mean, just just wait until you look at Pick'ems this week for the East because uh, you're not picking normal matches, so (laughs) it only gets worse. Yeah, I well, let's talk a little bit about pickums before we actually talk about the uh, the week that we'll be. Um, so for the West, I had twenty one points. Yeah, relatively a good weekend out west. Okay. Uh, only got the uh, rain outlaws uh, match messed up. Okay. Uh, out east, I got uh, nine points. And that's the thing. I pr- correctly predicted the first match, and I correctly predicted the last one, and I got the four in the middle absolutely wrong. <laughs> I got 20 and 9. I got 19 and 8. Yeah, I uh I it I got I mean again, when I watch the West, I don't really watch the East, so in fairness, maybe there's more going on that I would pick up if I watched, but I don't think it just seems so so messy. Yeah. The West looks good. I I just, you know, I predicted uh, Washington to lose to San Francisco other than that. It's all fine. Me as well. But obviously, I didn't get as many uh, bang on as you did. Or I missed maybe one. And then East, obviously a mess. <laughs> the East is just a coin flip at this. Like, I don't even know what to do. I'm just going to be picking who I like best, their logo, or something like that. So, schedule for this weekend. Uh, I, normally, I would go, you know, East-West. I'd go sort of day by day. I, the East <laughs> is going into um, the brackets, or knockouts, I guess, is it more appropriately called. So I'll go through the West schedule, then we'll talk about brackets. Uh, so in the West uh, on Friday, you got the Las Vegas Eternal taking on the Boston on Friday, to get things underway, followed by the Vancouver Titans, London Spitfire, and the LA Valiant, Toronto Defiant. Saturday is the Vegas Eternal, Los Angeles Gladiators, San Francisco Shock, Houston Outlaws, and Toronto Defiant, Boston Uprising. And wrapping up the weekend are the Vancouver Titans, Los Angeles Gladiators, London Spitfire, Houston Outlaws, LA Valiant, San Francisco Shock. Um you know, I like that the Shock Outlaws match is double points because it's <laughs> you're likely getting four or six here. <laughs> yep. What do the what do the predictions say? People are voting eighty eight percent in favor of Houston. Yeah. If, if the Shock figure out what's wrong with themselves, it could be a lot more interesting. But Houston's got it together. San Francisco don't. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that. Like, there really isn't a matchup there outside of the Titans and Defiant because we're invested. That's really worth watching. I wouldn't. I don't even know if the Shock Outlaws match is worth watching. There's a, there's a bit of a toilet bowl with the Shock Valiant. Okay, that's say on some. And I was also wondering if uh, if Vegas gets a map off of Boston. Oh boy! Oh boy! Man, you guys are. You guys are <laughs> yeah, we're brutal here. Yeah, I mean, like Boston up uh, right now against Vegas, it's like ninety-four to six. Is it uh, really for predictions? Yeah, like <laughs> wow. it's it's clear. Um, and then the shock Valiant uh, is eighty-five uh, fifteen for mm-hmm. for shock. So, um, like it's definitive. Like like you look at the the matchups here and. Like all fan predictions, there's nothing that's really close. Um, no. I mean, 
Boston, Toronto, maybe consider that close, but it's, you know, two thirds to, mm-hmm. to one third. Everything else is, is like, I wonder, stratospheric. I wonder which one is the most skewed ever. Like, like as an upset or just. No, just a straight up like voting a hundred to zero sort of thing. Well, you'll never see that because, you know, it's just someone like, will always vote for the. No, but like, yeah, what like, is the the closest one of all? What's of them? the yeah yeah? What's the most heavily slanted? Boston Vegas. I mean, you said it was ninety four six. It's yeah, actually ninety four point two to five point eight. So it's less than six percent people. <laughs> okay, I, Vegas. I'm right, I know I'm you rounded, right. but. Less than six percent, but he did round it in favor of the eternal. So, ah, oh, so we know where his <laughs> allegiances lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He believes. Oh. And then uh, out east, uh, so things get underway on Saturday. Uh, now, the thing about this is that if you go to the <laughs> Overwatch League website, it's showing times in Pacific. Hmm. Now I don't imagine that's correct. It shows it shows you whatever time zone you're in, doesn't it? Which is I'm in Pacific. Yeah, and so it you? has yeah. matches kicking off on Saturday at 1 p.m. Yeah, mine says 2 p.m. and I'm you know mountain right, time. but 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 see here's the problem. I that's know it's not <laughs> for Korea Saturday. That's... that's Sunday already. Like that is, mm. and based on time zones, I guess they're waking up. Yeah, the the other bracket does show like normal, as you'd expect times, like at four a.m. Like the, the on the schedule. No, yeah, it used to be. It shows. I don't know five a.m. six thirty a.m. for me. I don't know yeah. why it's like that. Okay, I it. I was looking at this and I'm like, this can't be right. Oh yeah, okay. So Saturday one a.m. That makes better sense. So actually, what they did in the bracket is they just flipped the a.m. and p.m. by accident. Oh yeah, you're probably yeah. right. It should. Yeah, that would make more sense. Yeah. So getting things underway, Dreamers versus Poker Face, 1 a.m. Pacific, followed by Rhodes, Soul Dynasty. Then you have Panthera, No 2 Blast, not to be confused with the San Francisco Shock. And then uh, the last match of the first bracket is Sinprisa Gaming and the Shanghai Dragons. Now, as it is bracketed, um, this means that uh, winners go on, losers, they find themselves down in the, uh, the losers uh, bracket. Now, um, the winner of the challengers, dreamers, uh, or sorry, dreamers and poker face gaming. I think, and again, I don't know if it gets chosen, but as the brackets laid out, they would play the charge. And then the winner of the dynasty roads plays the spark and on they go. If you lose, you're down in the elimination bracket. And then eventually at some point in time, uh, in a first to four final, mm-hmm. uh, a winner is declared. And, uh, with the East, a, uh, bracket completed um you then have the east b and in turn they go on and uh include the soul infernal in, in dallas field and so on and so forth so what, like it's, what do the winners of these tournaments move on to um it's season madness oh the, this is selecting the two teams that will make it okay yeah. oh i see because this bracket runs not only this weekend may 21st and 20th Runs to the next. It's also 27, 28, and then it's also June 3rd, 4th. Do we have any games on the 29th? I don't see 29th anywhere. Okay, so this is this is not just this weekend. I see, I see. That makes more sense then. Yeah. East is now going to be messy. Yeah. 
if it wasn't already. But (laughs) it's going to be messy. Oh, um, we talked about Pickums. What's the standings? I actually haven't looked at the the Pickham standings as of late. Uh, Oh, I was just in there. uh, I think. How's everyone doing? Let's see. Omni's at the top with 103. Kevin Lou 101. I'm at uh, third with 98. Uh, Jordan's in fourth with 90. 90 what? Give me, give me some more points. <laughs> well, can't because you just got 90. Yeah, I know. Alex is still riding high after his killer first yeah, weekend. Yeah, my, my opening weekend which was, will never be repeated, unfortunately, but I enjoyed yeah. it while, while it lasted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, and Kevin, then Kevin, he won last season, right? Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he was one. Koj was second. That was third. Man, he's breathing down my neck. I, I have a feeling he's going to overtake me this week. Well, had you not missed the first uh, crystal ball last time? Yeah, 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 last season. Never again. So true, Kevin Liu. Yeah. As far as uh, the. Uh, teams are concerned there has been some movement on the uh the bench so to speak or in the office uh washington um i i used cuts uh assistant coach j mac though j mac uh is apparently suffering from i think was pneumonia and is elected to go back to korea um as he wasn't getting the care that he was looking for in the united states um now to fill that uh, role they've promoted danny who was uh an uh, analyst uh, to assistant coach. Mm. And so they're just promoting from within. And then uh, late today, uh, the Boston Uprising uh, decided that uh, they were going to part ways with assistant coach Jidset, which Jidset coming in was a somewhat controversial addition mm-hmm. based on rumors in the scene. And uh, there are some who believe he might have been the reason for Boston's struggles, though. If that is the case. Did he steal uh, salaries again? <laughs> Allegedly. Oh, allegedly, yes. Allegedly. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if Boston is looking to fill that role. There was, there's was, there been no no announcements or anything of the sort. That'll happen on a Wednesday because that's what podcast lore normally mm-hmm. dictates. Uh, since the last episode, Sean Miller came out and uh, had shared that the, the Overwatch League, through the midseason madness tournament, will continue to play on the quote-unquote current patch, which is the previous patch because that's the patch they've been on for the this particular stage good current one is a mess um so you know for those who are thinking that uh, punker queen would be a thing it might be just not for mid-season madness and then let's talk about overwatch as we let off the show um developer update uh happened today and uh Suffice to say, if you were waiting for PVE, you'll be waiting for a long, long time. It might be available in Overwatch 3. But uh, Aaron Keller uh, and his team have shared that uh, to keep the focus on the live game, they have elected to stop developing PVE in the form that had been previously shared. And focus on updates more frequently and ensure they're not pulling from the live game for a PVE experience that they'd simply ship and then forget about. The thing about this, correct me if I'm wrong, but we have been told that Overwatch 2 was 
an evolution of the game that we had grown up playing and the PVE experience that many had been essentially asking for from like day one to help expand on the lore. And I mean, we had seen, and I understand that in the development world, it might've been smoke and mirrors, but we had seen, you know, the abilities, the uh, talent trees, the using existing, you know, map assets, but in a PVE experience. And I feel a little let down at this. Like I, if they had charged 20 bucks for this, I would have bought that. Mm-hmm. far more likely that I'd buy that than I'd buy any cosmetic in the game. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I shoot $20 out there. I don't know what their plan was with PVE and how to, to finance it. It's all right. I mean, there is that uh, Netflix show coming, right? So we were going to learn about lore from there. I mean, <laughs> be honest, like this is a massive, massive, massive L mm-hmm. common uh, L for the Overwatch team at best. At worst, it's another nail in a coffin. Like I, I'm, I'm here dooming, but it is what it is. Like all it is now, Overwatch Two, is just a reskin to justify, you know, the new financial model. Um, all the bra- drawbacks, the sacrifices that we've heard, they were always kind of justified by it's for PVE, bro. Mm-hmm. Well, it's gone, and that's all we have left. That two coming to remind us every time we log into the game. Man, this this franchise, it's like the biggest what it could have been mm-hmm. thing ever. It used to be the thing. And everything that followed kind of brought it down a little more, a little a little more. And like I, I just can't take it anymore. I mean, I'm gonna log in, I'm still, you know, I'm 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 in it for competitive, but I was waiting for it. I was hoping for it. Like we all love the characters, we all love the world and, and I saw the stream, man, Star Watch. I played it once and twice, and, like, okay. It's not even the best, like, event that they've had. Like, Junkenstein was much better, in my opinion. Like, it's it's okay, but, like, if this is what we're left with, if this is what it's going to be going forward, it's just, you know, another missed opportunity, and we'll always be left with... Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this clip from, from Reinforce... <laughs> Oh, he, the, the copium where he's yeah, like, he attempted not to to uh, to cope for a minute and he couldn't. It's just you you look at that gameplay reveal and man, you're like, ah oh, man, I remember how, how I felt watching that when the the Genji, you know, like laser blade or whatever, the the goodness. Reinhardt, like Those whatever the, the hammer times, down, right? like at, at, shatters the enemy. Yeah, and BlizzCon with Jeff Kaplan. I'm, I'm, yeah. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Why? Well, Why? <laughs> This, this was, I was thinking about this because, like, you know, when we got that announcement at BlizzCon and the pop that it was there and the excitement that was generated, we were also told there is going to be a cost here. Game development for one will slow down, but it will be worth the wait. Then Overwatch 2 gets announced, and hey, we're not getting PVE right away. It will come. Like they've been talking about it. It will come. Mm -hmm. It's been in, you know, the seasons of the future. And now they've reached the point where like, eh, and I I get it. Like, Hey, you know what? If at the end of the day, it was going to be a substandard product, you better able, you better not to ship it. Um, And Hey, maybe they'll reuse the assets. And we also have to take into consideration. This isn't going to be the first experience that, that blizzard has invested 
hours into, and I'm talking about tons of hours, tons of development time, and then decided it would never see the light of day. Yeah. Right. Like Overwatch was birthed from a, a project Titan mm -hmm. title. It never saw the light of day. Um, uh, Ghost never saw the light of day. Mm. Right. There's so many times that Blizzard has, has gone in and decided, nope, not going to do it. But I think the difference there is that none of those were sold as here's what it looks like. Here's when it will happen. It's going to be part of this. All of those other projects, there might have been rumors and whispers or maybe more candid discussion, but it wasn't being sold as being part of something. And you might say, well, Chris, you paid nothing for Overwatch too. That's true. I didn't. But it, I'm, I, even for me who wants to remain positive about this game, you've, you've taken a lot of hype out of it. I'm, I'm, as, I'm that much less invested. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am. Um I struggle with even where to start with this because, um, I mean, very much like, like Alex said there, the argument for a long time after we saw Overwatch 2, you know, not, not the 2019 reveal, but, you know, the actual beta and everything, a huge part of the argument behind Overwatch 2 was PVEs coming, right? That's why this is a sequel. That's why this is warranted. That's why they didn't just come out and say, we're changing the monetization model, right? Which we've seen other games do. Rocket League did that, right? Rocket League came out and it was a paid uh, game. You had to just purchase the game. And then they got uh, the developer, Psionic, got bought by Epic. And Epic worked with them to change their model to be free to play and have a battle pass. Just like they have done and had much success with, with Fortnite. Um, and it very much seemed like Overwatch 2 could be that. Just, hey, we're changing the monetization model. We'll have a season pass, all this stuff. You'll get more cosmetics. You'll unlock things. You'll progress through a battle pass. But the argument behind why it was actually Overwatch 2 for a long time was we're getting PvE. And the PvE was promised. And I mean, not even just promised. We saw it at BlizzCon 2019. We saw what it was going to be and what the ultimate vision of it was. And yes, we all know that was a vertical slice. We all know um, that, you know, for these uh, larger conferences, E3, um, you know, PAXs, uh, I forget what the one is uh, out in Germany, Gamescom, Gamescom, maybe. Anyways, um, we know that uh, there are often uh, development teams go through painstaking effort to create those vertical slices so that they have something to show to the public at those. So I almost feel like was that all that they had was exactly what they showed there. And now somewhere sitting on the blizzard servers, there is a one to two hour, you know, little clip, little chunk of what could have been with overwatch two with the full PVE mode. And Ultimately, I mean, for me personally, I had talked many times about the fact that I bought the Watchpoint Pass because it gave us those, those whatever they are, credits, Overwatch credits, with the ultimate plan being when the season pass comes or when the season comes that gives us this access to this new PvE mode, I'm going to use those on that. I have still, I bought the first season and I bought this most recent season because I really dig the Starwatch uh, theme overall. Uh, the event... I've actually enjoyed the event. Um, 
it's not the most compelling, but I've enjoyed it. Um, but I still have over a thousand coins that I have been holding on to with a plan to spend them on the first PVE drop season. And now, uh, looking at this roadmap that they have out there and everything they've said, it really seems like what we're getting is more of these events. We're getting Starwatch. We're getting, uh, uh, the archives event. We're getting Junkenstein's revenge. Yes, it'll be, you know, on a new map, themed slightly differently, a different air quotes experience. But there's none of this, this talent tree and actually, and, and everything that goes behind that. And one of the things I saw on Twitter today was someone saying something to the extent of, you know, I, I'm not too sure why, why people are all upset about this. Um, yes, it would have been cool to have a, and, and I actually really like this analogy, a Borderlands like experience in Overwatch. But ultimately, and this person's argument was, ultimately I played uh, Borderlands 3 for 20 to 30 hours, and then I eventually put it down and never went back. And for me personally, that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted maybe a 20, 30, you know, hopefully knowing Blizzard, knowing the pedigree behind them, knowing what they've done with other games, knowing what they've done with World of Warcraft, hopefully more than that. But if all they gave me was a 20 hour campaign, some awesome cutscenes in there, uh, that I could play co-op with my friends, even if it's not, you know, a full five team of five, maybe it's three, maybe it's four, but you get to choose any of the heroes that you get to play through as you get to build that hero out with your own talent tree customization. Maybe they throw in some unlockables that carry over to the PVP side. So, Hey, once you've, you know, ranked your tracer up to rank 60, you get a skin that you can wear in the, the PVP side so that everyone knows, wow, this person has a maxed out tracer. Or maybe there's, you know, if there's three talent trees for tracer, you max one, you get a certain color of that skin. You max another, you get a certain color, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. All these different things that I had been honestly very much looking forward to. That's exactly what I wanted. And now they're saying, you're going to get more archives. You're going to get more Junkenstein's Revenge. And these are the experiences that we've been getting since 2016, 2017, that I think going into Overwatch 2, we were all happy to see them go. Yes, a new flavor of Junkenstein's Revenge was fun at Halloween. Yes, Starwatch can be fun. Like I said, I just said, I've been enjoying it. But it's not the really compelling, meaty, juicy experience that we know Blizzard can deliver. Um, I also want to quickly, and then I'll, I'll let someone else talk. Shout out, shout out. There's an article by Tamor Hussein on GameSpot where he got to sit down with, uh, Aaron Keller and he grills him. And, and I know, uh, you know, more on the casual side, you know, he's not into Overwatch League, but I know Tamor Hussein has been playing Overwatch fairly consistently over the years. So he knows this game. Um, and he really, really grills Aaron. And, uh, there's a lot of questions, um, in here. It's a, it's a long article, but definitely go check that out if, uh, if you're interested. So. Yeah, I mean, on on I agree with a lot of what you said, and I have another like perspective just to to put a light on. Like Blizzard is going through very bad times. They've lost a lot of talent. They lost a lot of leadership. The whole turmoil with the the sales and and the misconducts allegations all the time. They're they're dealing with this garbage, and the results at the end of the day, their products are getting hurt yeah. a lot. Because if you consider 
what Overwatch was in its heyday when it got released, how much content we were getting, and and when we discussed things like you mentioned, Junkenstein Revenge, uh, Lucio Ball, these things were being built from the ground up, from zero. It's not like okay, just another thing mm -hmm. with a code on top, and the game was built from from zero. And Overwatch Two, like it's a meme at this point. It's just the same game at the end of the day, mm -hmm. with you know, with the five v five instead of six adjustments and all that for sure. So, like, where all this time, all this sunk, the sunk costs of this are are probably massive. Mm -hmm. Like at some point, oh, you, totally. you guess the, the the bag they're holding, they're left with the empty bag is cat on you know catastrophic levels of of. Of waste, mm -hmm. um, but but nothing did... like they've done previously with titles that never saw the light of day. Yeah, and and that I mean uh, that was their clear mistake was showing off Overwatch two in twenty nineteen. Then if if all we had was the cinematic with with Genji and May and and all those characters, if that was all we had, we'd be saying, "Damn, that was a really good cinematic." Too bad it didn't come to a fruition. But we saw this. We mm -hmm. they literally there are people in the world that played this very very publicly you know our, our main tank for team canada was playing that instead of competing in the overwatch world cup that's how excited people were for this if they had never put that out things would be completely different and to your point alex um yeah i mean you, ha you have to figure for the actual team nobody wanted this this isn't this wasn't their vision. Their vision wasn't to get this far down the road to have to say oopsie daisy, right? Even for Aaron Keller, for Jeff Kaplan, for, you know, all these people that aren't there anymore. Right. None of them wanted that to be the case. Again, referring to that article I mentioned on GameSpot, one of the questions that Tamor asks, he says, PVE was a big part of Overwatch 2. So people are going to think, well, those devs are going to get laid off or moved elsewhere. What is the impact of not doing PVE anymore going to have on the team? And it's actually Jared, uh, is it? Noose, Nessus, I forget how to pronounce his last name, but he answers the question and he actually says there's no adverse impact on the team because of the way they have their team structured. They're able to move the team around and and retain that team, uh, what they do currently still have. Obviously, we know we've seen a bit of an exodus over the past couple of years. So that's good. And, you know, how much of that is performative? Who knows? But <laughs> it's good to hear that because, again, they don't want this. Um, and, and another another tweet I saw today was something along the lines of Overwatch 2 is a tale of two different games being made and both of them winding up only getting half made. It's one team wanting to focus on building this PvP hardcore competitive game and one team wanting to focus on this amazing PvE structured Borderlands 3-esque style talent tree game and neither of those teams fully being able to realize their vision seemingly because an entity was saying you need to change your direction somewhere else. The, the fact that, you know, we have seen personnel, you know, issues, churn, turnover, what have you, like, I think Alex has, has raised a very salient point. There are probably fewer people available to work on both and they were splitting priorities. Mm -hmm. um, I think the splitting of priorities though, has been since day one of overwatch, um, you know, where they developed a game that was never intended to be more yeah, than true. what was originally shipped. And then the expectation is that all this free content continues to come out on a sort of seasonal, and I mean that in the sense of a calendar year, um, 
recurrence. But I, I just, I think the, the frustrating part is what you said. We got to see this. Yeah. We got to see so much of this. And now we'll never get to see it. Yeah. Wouldn't or we, we may, wouldn't it be awesome if they released that as a, as, as a little mode, they just said, Hey, you want a taste of what was or what could have been? Here you go. <laughs> you know, just put in, uh, put in, just stick that demo in the game. I don't know what they should do. They put in like overwatch characters in Diablo four and there you go. PVE. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the, the outlook, the roadmap that was shared. Now, if you recall, the cadence was, Map, hero, map, hero, season over season. Mm-hmm. In season five, we're getting Quest Watch, a new limited time event. Mischief and Magic, which I don't know is that the limited time event. Because if you look at the graphic, it's the whatever castle, mm-hmm. port city. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to use maybe a, you know, a wow term, but it's not you know, all that lineup. Uh, there's a cinematic reveal. We haven't seen a cinematic in forever. I believe they've um, said that's the sojourn one with her dog that we saw, okay. we saw the, the bones of, but they still haven't put but, out, but no, I think like when, what was the last cinematic? Oh, it was, it was definitely the overwatch, the main overwatch Two unveil one with Genji and the, the laser blade yeah, and all that from, from, yeah. From 2019. Was that, was that uh, actually in 2019 that they dropped that? Yes. Are you kidding me? That was the same time when people played this game? Yes. Oh, my God. I actually thought that came years after. Nope. Oh. Uh, well, okay, that, that video with the, the PV with the Genji Blade and all that, I guess that's that would have been after. You're right. That's oh, it after. was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was after. Okay, I, but, I, was, but I thought it was what crazy we saw for a second. <laughs> was, was the 2019, yes. like okay. the full-on lore. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cinematic. Uh, summer Games events coming back, a 5v5 mini-comp season on fire returns because... It's in the game. You just can't see it. And in the creator workshop mode, which I will admit, that's kind of cool. But where's the map that we're supposed to be getting in season five? Um, I want to say, oh, no, they. So I know we haven't covered season six yet, but they talked about with Flashpoint, it brings two new maps. Well, so. So now they're not sticking to their own cadence, I guess. Which No, which, hey, right. Flashpoint is that new uh, PvP mode, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should 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 we move to season six so we talk about what they've well, identified well, there now? <laughs> yeah. So season six story missions, not to be confused with PVE. Um, I know. I, I I presume that's PVE, but not PVE with a talent tree. Who knows? Uh, the new support hero. Um, and if you look at the graphic here, you can start mm. to sort of, you know, it's a figure cloud. out what might be there. What's interesting though is that. What was the last hero that we uh, we got? Uh, was it Ramatra? Lifeweaver, Life right. Support. Yep. And we're getting another one. I get that supports... I think they you know, said needing, that. ...needing some love, but... Yeah. They always said it was going to be support, support, support tank, support, support, okay. support DPS, someone, support, support, I think. With that new new graphic for the new support hero, someone on Reddit saw that this is part of a larger draw, uh, like uh, image of Peru. Peru, uh, cool. So maybe it'll be. We're going to get a llama. It'll be the emperor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Flashpoint, which uh, Jordan already talked about. Hero mastery, um, which I presume is do crazy things in a that's challenge workshop mode or environment. Something. Yeah, it's like skill based. They sp- spoke about like using uh, uh, using your aim and abilities, and there will be like a leaderboard. So I guess like the <laughs> top five hundred people will be able to really push it to the limits, and we'll just be left crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, firing range, not to be confused with practice range. Yeah, what is that? 
Who knows? Uh, player progression system, not to be confused with talent trees, <laughs> the Overwatch anniversary, and more. So, and more. You, I, everything you said, Chris, I agree with 100%. Story missions. Does that mean, yeah, PvE just minus talent trees? Like, is it just a watered-down version of what we were hoping for? Oh, hell, who knows? And then... And then player progression system, like same thing. Like I'm just left scratching my head here. Um, I, I mentioned flashpoint, but I didn't talk about what that is. Do you guys know what that is? Having a clue, but why would I trust? So like, flash, this is the it, thing it's now a with new, roadmaps. it's a new game mode. So no, I, Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was, I was going to say, that's all I know though. I, I didn't actually see a breakdown they of what did, it is. They did say that it's going to come into the like official rotation. Hmm. Of the game, so. Competitive overwatch league as well. I so um, hardpoint in Call of Duty. Oh right, which is a you know uh, essentially a uh, mobile control point. Mm-hmm. There's a part of me that's thinking that's what they're looking to introduce in Flashpoint. Sure, I could see that. Add some you know Battle little spice Royale. to it. Battle Royale. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Um, now, season seven of Yahan, and I was going to say, like, when you're saying, like, why should I believe any of this? Like, as we've, you like, PV, <laughs> PVE and the fact that it's not going to be there and that we're starting to see even them backing up in their cadence, like the season seven and beyond here, all of that that's listed here could happen or it couldn't happen. Who knows? New Tank Hero is bold mm-hmm. for some reason. So maybe that's season seven, New Tank Hero, but then it, that says a new collaboration event, a limited time mode, a new control map, a new winter event, a new Hero Mastery missions, multiplayer, Roadhog rework, fan favorite modes return. <laughs> okay. Uh, cinematic debuts. Oh, that's cool. So we might get a, a cinematic again. Uh, competitive Mystery Heroes returns. Which, this is the thing. Why take it out? Yeah. Like, did, so did it not can, work? Like, you have to rework uh, put, it? put it on the list of your roadmap and say, oh, look at how much stuff we're doing and working the, on. The lore codex. Honest to goodness, the lore codex is something that probably should have been in the game from the get go mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Heck, they could have like built a darn website. Their own wiki. I mean, that's but essentially that's gonna what there. it's going to be. Like, I remember, it's funny. I remember back in the good old PS3 days when Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots was coming out. Oh, Hideo man. Kojima and Kojima Productions put out a, I wish I could remember what it was called, but it was probably literally called Metal Gear Solid Codex. And it was an application you could launch on your PS3 just like a game. And it was a literal timeline. You just read through and saw little screenshots of the events of the entire metal gear series. And I remember going into that and being like, wow, this is really cool. And looking at it for maybe 20 minutes and then being like, all right, never opening that again. I ask you guys this lore. There was always some thought, Oh, would it be cool if they could actually create an experience that tied the lore that the game is rich in like overwatch was rich in lore, but it was very disparate. We got it through cinematics and game modes and voice lines. Mm -hmm. PVE was, I think supposed to be that now it's not. Mm -hmm. So part of me is now looking at this as being that, well, we couldn't give you what you actually wanted. So here's the, it, it feels like they're, they're taking all those bits and pieces of what they had. And they're going to try and give it to us in this kind of piecemeal way. Right. Which, which really, I almost feel like it makes it a little worse. It's a little bit like, hey, you guys have this scab. Now let's just pick at it by saying, here's the story missions you could have had 
in a PVE mm. mode, but now you just, everyone picks a character and four people go and play through it. Here's, here's the progression system you could have had. We're going to put it in, but all it's really going to give you is, I don't know, a, a title, a player card, something like that. Um, you me- you mentioned Kojima there, and it instantly <laughs> reminded me of uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, yeah. Phantom Pain, and now now we have another Phantom Pain mm-hmm. to enjoy. Mm-hmm. We've all been played like a fiddle. <laughs> totally. Oh man! Uh, so Jared Nusa actually came out to say that there is a ton of PVE content interspersed throughout the many seasons, and you know, just the hero progression talent tree is is not going to be there. Um, so I don't know what player progression is, but it's not hero progression. Mm-hmm. Don't confuse the two. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, like the, if, if, if mm. this shift means that the live service game is that much better, fine. I'm all for it. I'm just disappointed. And, and oh, yeah. I feel like at this point in time, I, I can't, I can't allow myself to experience any, any hype going yeah. into this because it's like, yeah, you, you've you've burned me how many times now? Yeah, yeah. That's on me to continue to let myself uh, get burned. I I agree. And actually, Chris, you said one thing that I forgot to touch on. You said you know something along the lines of fork over twenty bucks for it. I would if they, and I honestly think this is what they should have done. If they were to come out and say PVE, completely separate from the main game, pay sixty bucks and you air quotes unlock it in overwatch 2 i would have done it well and the thing is that that sort of lines up to what had been discussed as happening Mm -hmm. like hey you have overwatch today you get overwatch 2 for free Mm -hmm. you'll pay for pve Mm -hmm. yeah so like if they were to go and do that that does not go against what has always been said i think the price point yeah that that number might be a little tough for many to swallow but and and that's the thing is like it would have been i would not have minded at all seeing them play with it there's an option where they go okay you know again with you know the way game prices are these days 80 90 bucks and you unlock the whole thing okay that 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 might be tough for to a lot of people to swallow but if they said uh you know how, how much is a season pass these days is it 10 bucks 20 bucks? Uh, 12, I think. 12. Okay, so so let's say they said, okay, we're going to charge you double that. 25 bucks, you get everything in season five, plus what we have for PVE right now. Or Thanks, I hate it. 50 bucks. I, I gladly would have done that if they had yeah. stuck to giving us this stuff. I also think they could have pulled parts of that out. Maybe they have this, like I said, 20, 30, 40 hour campaign. And they say, you know, it's broken up into however many, let's say 20 missions. And they say you get missions one to three if you pay 20 bucks for season five instead of 12 bucks. I would have done it. I would have done it. I would have paid 20 bucks for season six for three more missions. Like, that's where I'm at. And now we don't get any of that. Or we do, and it's just missing the talent trees. I don't really know. I don't know at this point. Um, how many times has Sombra been reworked? <laughs> Not as many times as Roadhog? Or just as many times as Roadhog? Maybe, because they're both getting reworked as well, in the beyond. In the beyond. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I get that Sombra right now is, is hated by many, and Hog is equally hated by many, uh, but... Uh, if you, you can't get it right the first time, try, 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 and try again until you do, right? I guess so. 
they did uh, make Orisa fun, which is uh, pretty true. Cool, but <laughs> I, I know every so often the reworks do work. But I mean, we, and I'm not suggesting they haven't done this before. Like, I mean, oh, I was yeah. watching some video of OG Sim, um, right? Like, <laughs> like some of the OG characters. Actually, in one of the the communities I'm, I'm part of, uh, Stratsco, uh, someone had suggested why not launch uh, Overwatch Reforged? It can be like Overwatch One, kind of like how World of Warcraft uh, uh, or Warcraft Three Reforged did that. Um, and then your OG World of Warcraft, the vanilla experience, like six, six, uh, six Winston's against six, uh, oh shielded bash on Hanamira. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, what are your thoughts? I'm curious. Are they the same as ours or do you have hype? Do you see the positive in all of this? Maybe you do. Uh, you can obviously get in touch with us in our discord, discordado slash already set or you can uh, shoot us a note on Twitter at already set but here we are at the end of a show. We got a weekend of Overwatch League action to get into. We've got both the Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant in action, which is cool. Uh, and we get to see the uh, brackets uh, out east as they play into the midseason madness. A um, couple final notes I actually didn't put in the rundown, but just remembered I wanted to talk about. One, uh, midseason madness event tickets were on sale. Uh, they apparently sold out within minutes. Um, the venue is like a 6,000 seat venue, which seems kind of small for what I would think they would use, but especially in Korea, but Hey, good to see that the, the tickets sold out. And uh, if you were curious, if uh, the ATVI uh, Microsoft deal was dead in the water after uh, the UK uh, CMA decided uh, no go, well, the EU is like, no problem. And uh, now really, if the FTC in the United States were to say, yeah, go for it, that deal be done. Heaven forbid, if you happen to be in the UK and, want to play the game and get it smoothly because as we talked about i think a few weeks back they'll probably subsidiary that stuff but anyway um final words of wisdom boys boy i hope this tiny indie developer doesn't mess up diablo 4 (laughs) Hmm. did you guys play the uh the beta this weekend uh no, I did not even know it was out again. It was. <laughs> Jordan, I uh I did not play it either. I played the I played a little bit of the first one. I've actually never yeah. played a Diablo until this this demo. Oh, so. that was, and I really enjoyed it. Actually, it's, it, it you, is you a lot of fun. Out. So we yeah. should set up like a thing or something. Three of us set up like something. a thing. I like things. Like Dia- Diablo yeah. one. The OG was great. Like I remember, you know, doing a LAN at my friend's house. Bring, 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 bring. Mm-hmm. Oh, why don't you stay a while and listen? I wish I knew what you guys were talking about right now. Yeah, you I have no idea what that was. You know. Tristram, come on, man. I have, I have no words of wisdom. Only I'm upset with Overwatch, but <laughs> life goes on. It's not like I'm going to stop playing it. So. Well, I actually haven't uh, been playing a whole lot of Overwatch as of late. Um, this weekend, I was putting some hours into Zelda, um, as mm. many people were. Um, it's a very good title so far. And again, open world games are like kryptonite to me. And it's not that I don't like them. Uh, it's that I want to see the entire world without actually completing the story. Mm-hmm. And I tend to get myself into very bad spots. And instead of realize, hey, man, that's a level gate. That's a damage gate. That's a health gate. I'm like, no, I'm going to find a way. 
I mean, someone beat the game in like an hour and a half already, so you can do it. Just go for it. Just try harder. Sorry, an hour and a half? Something like that. I, it would. I want to say like an hour and thirty four minutes or something like that. But yeah. Wow. Okay, because it's it's estimated to be about a, a like a hundred hour title. Oh, I know, I know. And that's not to get completion. That's mm-hmm. just to, you know complete the story, beat the game. But an hour and a half. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I've also uh, picked up some reading. And uh, anyhow, I've uh, been reading a book about anti-gravity, and it's just been impossible to put down. Of course it has. That's Sigma magic, right? <laughs> I was about to ask, like, oh, what's the title? They're like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you got him. You got him. Uh, well, if you reach this part of the show and you haven't been scared away by my dad joke, uh, make sure you like and subscribe. You can obviously listen to us in any podcast application that you want, or alternatively on the web at readysetpwn.com, where I went to and noticed our website's kind of work right now, but hey, I'm not a guy that should be in charge of websites and design and such, so uh, that's probably part of the problem. Uh, You can follow us on social media at readysetpwn and also discord, discord discord.com. So on behalf of Omni at Omnistrife, Jordan Etzer, Dr. Jam, the host of the One Man Watchpoint Podcast, and myself, Chris, at Lightforce, Signing off this episode, as always, with Catchphrase!